0: section three of captain billy's whiz bang volume three number 28 december 1921 this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by alan lawley captain billy's whiz bang Volume 3. Number 28. December 1921. By W. H. Forsett Drippings from the Forset, Part 2. During our busy two weeks in Los Angeles, we found time to accept invitations to inspect several motion picture studios, among them Universal City and the Catherine MacDonald Studio. Miss MacDonald is a very charming and very good looking young woman, and we feel sorry that such estimable young artists as Miss MacDonald, Miss B.B. Daniels, and others must suffer some of the reflective criticism that is brought against the motion picture colony by the antics of some of the lame brained and low browed satyrs and satellites. Out at Universal director eddie larmley grabbed a picture of us in a wild west scene a minnesota farmer entirely surrounded by cowboys and Indians. while in the south i also enjoyed a trip to tijuana the mexican monte carlo just across the border from san diego started to fly down from rogers airport in los angeles But had to confine my aerial pilgrimage to a jaunt over the city and beaches. They don't allow American planes to fly across the border because there's so much booze running. Through the good offices of the oil king of Breconvich, Texas, Bob Henderson, it was our fortune to meet Vice Admiral William Shoemaker. We were gathered in Bob's magnificent home in Los Angeles formerly occupied by mary pickford and mary miles minter on the qt folks you have to admit it was pretty soft for a decrepit old robinsdale farmer indulging in the ordinary duties of testing the champagne contents of robert's cellar it was while the sparkling bubbles bubbled that the subject of a visit to admiral shoemaker's pacific fleet bobbed up next day we received a personal invitation from the admiral who insisted that we board his barge at the san pedro dock on the red river of the north my dad hauled wheat for the northern pacific railroad in a barge and not having been on speaking terms with naval language i assumed that a barge was a hell of an ugly looking thing imagine my surprise please when the barefooted jackies heave ho with an immaculate launch with three golden stars pretty soft for a hardened old rascal i claim we rolled on to the flagship pennsylvania and were greeted by the admiral's aide lieutenant l s lewis it was my first view of a battleship and at once i was impressed with the fact that the pennsylvania Probably could have licked any of the numerous boats that father once owned on the Red River. I was surprised to learn that the 14 inch guns I had read about were really about 40 feet long instead of 14 inches. Anyway, we had a delightful time aboard the Pennsylvania, and it was the first time in my life I ever cussed Josephus Daniels say sweet and low gosh darn him i had to drink tea but the admiral was a wonderful fellow hale hearty and well met we exchanged anecdotes and spent a grand though dry afternoon lieutenant lewis and his crew of noblemen returned us to the dock in a starry barge Now in the day of retrospection, I fain would believe that the Admiral or his aide must have been in collusion with the Pennsylvania gobs, because every last one of them either was barefooted or reading Sam Clark's Jim Jam Gems, or the little old banger. Wonderful fellows, these Jackies, but the pesky cusses just insisted on looking onward and upward mostly upward when the fairy form feminines in the party mounted from deck to deck they just couldn't control their naughty eyes possibly it had something to do with bull of the durham for i am told that the sailor boys love to roll their eyes now gentle readers of this journal of uplift i have one little wee surprise for you Gus my old time hired man who jumped ship two months ago located and surprised me at the Alexandria. Gus is a pestiferous cuss and has the faculty of bobbing up at the crucial moment. My supply had given out and promptly even more promptly than had been his will to paint boats at Breezy Point Lodge. He supplied the missing medicine it was terrible stuff but with the sailor boys i'll say any port in a storm his juniper juice created a tempest within me but i was glad nevertheless once again to shake the hoary hand of toil in parting i slipped gus a five simoleon note he whispered that he was on the rocks and hadn't worked since he left minnesota we then and there entered into a gentleman's agreement that he would never again work for me unless his duties would be solely acting as indian guide at breezy point at a wage of nothing except the maternal or fraternal friendship of maggie our cook thus loves maggie i think but better still He loves her flapjacks. Adios to you, Gustave, and here's hoping I don't see you till the fishing season next spring. End of Section 3